Well, good morning, everyone. As Peter has already mentioned, this coming week on Thursday is Earth Day. And so that will be the theme of our service this morning. Uh, Earth Day was first celebrated in the United States on April 22, 1970. And it's gradually become internationalized. And now one billion people apparently in some 193 countries mark the day April 22nd with um, celebrations, activities, and reflections. So with these numbers, it's become the biggest environmental movement in the world, for one day at least. But we all know that Earth Day really needs to be every day. Well, at Rockway this spring, we're going to have two services with an Earth Day theme. Uh, one is today, and another is being planned by our environmental working group for May the 2nd. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we have this option of ad hoc working groups at the church. Uh, anyone can create them or join them at any time. There are no terms of service. There's no job descriptions like there are for the formal committees of the church. You don't have to be a member to be a part of these working groups. Heck, you don't even have to attend the church uh, to be part of them. Currently, we have a couple of them going. The environmental group, uh, which has been going for quite a number of years now, and a recently formed working group for LGBTQ plus welcome. Martina Steiger leads the environment group. Uh, and Carrie Snyder is leading the LGBTQ group. And both groups are open to new members, um, open to participation in various ways, uh, join for one meeting, help out on the side, uh, whatever inspires you. And I want to remind people that anyone can start up a new working group. The sky really is the limit as long as the work is connected in some way to our mission as a congregation. Which is, do you remember our mission statement? You really should know it. Um, there's not really an excuse for forgetting it. Because here it is on the back of our Rockway bookmark. Rockway Mennonite Church, an open and welcoming faith community seeking to live Christ's wisdom and peace in the world. It's actually a good thing to memorize. Um, you know, someone asks you, so I hear you attend Rockway Mennonite Church. What's it like? And with the vision statement or mission statement, firmly committed to memory, you can respond with confidence. Um, we're open. We're welcoming. And we're seeking to live Christ's wisdom and peace in the world. And then they might respond, What you talking about, Johnny? And then you can say, Ma, I'm talking about Rockway Mennonite Church. Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Well, back to the homily or the introduction to the homily or to whatever this is. 
Um, so we have these ad hoc groups at the church. They're nimble, they're fast, they're creative. And we found that they work best when they're connected to one of the established and formal committees in the church. The environment group has a relationship with our Peace and Social Concerns Committee or our Social Concerns and Service, as it's called. And the LGBTQ group has a relationship with Ministry Council. And this way, when a particular issue comes up that needs um, action or increased discernment within the larger congregation, the groups then have a direct link to church council and that can be facilitated. So it's good to be free and nimble and creative, but it's also good to be organized. We need freedom and we also need structure. It's, it's not one or the other. And at Rockway, we do our best to maintain this balance. It's like this with our worship as well. We, we like a structure, we like to plan ahead, but we're also open to spontaneity. As a community, we're a diverse group of people with different passions and different approaches. And so we try to value our diversity, but also to hold it together in some sort of balance. Uh, we value diversity while also aspiring to a common vision. And this is probably part of the reason why we're having two services this spring with an Earth Day theme. Um, it wasn't an intentional plan, it's just how things happen to evolve, partly by accident, partly maybe by inspiration. And the services will likely have a different style and perspective. Today's service, as you've seen, is meant to be meditative, quiet, reflective, artistic. As Peter said, it's an opportunity for us to reflect on the beauty of the earth. You've already seen some of the images of the fabric art from various artists from within our congregation. And you've already heard some of the music from Joanne Bender's Green Earth Suite performed by our own musicians. I'm not completely sure what the May 2nd service will be like. I'm sure it will be artistic as well. But I believe the plan is for more of a focus on the political issue of climate justice, um, the call for action, what we need to do to actually protect our earth from the ravages of climate change. So these two approaches, um, one more meditative, one more activist, can sometimes be seen to be at odds with one another, but I really do believe they go together. They're part of the larger whole. In the same way that ad hoc groups and established committees with bylaws are part of the larger whole. As I was thinking about all of this, um, an image came to mind, an image of a model that I shared in adult Sunday school years ago. It's called the Spirituality Wheel. It's been developed by a woman named Corinne Ware from some research by a fellow named Urban Holmes. And it illustrates the diversity of spiritual approaches within a community or within a congregation. And uh, thanks to Stephanie, 
um, it will now appear on the screen. So you can see it's one of these typological models plotted along two axes. The horizontal axis is labeled apophatic on the left-hand side and cataphatic on the right-hand side. Um, these are technical terms used in spiritual theology. Apophatic is the via negativa. It stresses what God is not. God is beyond words, beyond thought, beyond description. God is not a person. God is not a man or a woman. Uh, God is transcendent mystery. Cataphatic on the right-hand side is the via positiva. The cataphatic stresses what God is. God as revealed to us in scripture. God as revealed in a specific person, Jesus of Nazareth. God as seen in the great acts of salvation history, the exodus from Egypt, the teachings, the commandments, the healings. Um, as people, we naturally gravitate toward one or the other of these approaches. The vertical axis of the model is thinking or speculative reflection on the top part and feeling or the, the emotional, the affective on the bottom part. Some of us have a preference to perceive through feelings, while other, others of us um, perceive primarily through thought, through reason. Some of us are naturally more head people and others are naturally more heart people. The point is that we don't all approach God or perceive the world in the same way. You'll notice that in this model on the left-hand side, the apophatic side, Corinne Ware describes the lower quadrant as the mystic type and the upper quadrant as the activist type. I don't want to make too much of this. Uh, models are to be taken as maps, not as the gospel truth, you know. But, but I was thinking that perhaps the service for today is coming more out of quadrant three, while the service on May the 2nd may be coming more out of quadrant four. All of the quadrants are vital parts of the whole. Well, the point is uh, that there are different ways within a congregation, within a community, of approaching the same concerns. And our concern today as Christians is for the earth, our one and only home, God's good and intended creation. We know we've been called by God to tend and to care for it. We've been called by God as well, not to see ourselves as apart from it, but to understand ourselves as part of it, not separate from it. And we know we're called to love it and to live in harmony with it. Today we're approaching this calling through the mystic lens of beauty and reverence. 
we know intuitively that when we love something, we're going to work for its well-being. Part of the reason that we've despoiled the earth as human beings is that we've not taken the necessary time to really notice it, to see it for what it is, to deeply love it. We've looked too narrowly at the earth through our own selfish lenses, through what we can get from it, through how we can benefit from it, enrich ourselves from it. And so today, our service is an offering of contemplation on the sheer beauty of the earth, not for its utility, but for its being and beauty. And we've been gifted by some of the artists in our midst. Artists are those who are particularly attuned to beauty and who feel a calling to share it with others. You've seen their names on the slides. Margaret Butt, Mary Karen Gosselink, Linda Jansen, Vic Reimer, Marianne Coleman, Wendy Reimer, Kelly Craker, Mary Reimer, Jackie Wilms. I want to thank each of you for your art and for your assistance in seeing the beauty of the earth. And I want to thank Ella Pauls for the music and for the vision and grace of bringing this all together this morning. May we truly see the beauty and may the beauty stir up love within us. And may the love move us to action. Amen.